0: Another episode of Market Overdrive. I am your host and Super Festive today here, Carla mina residential real estate broker with Compass. And with me as always, my amazing mod squad co-host. How are you? Oh my gosh, Joel, that hair.
1: What's going on? Let's see. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you look super cool. I, hey. I love that. It's super hip. Yes.
1: Yeah, so at the end of the year, I just tried to go a little bit short on the top. I was just trying to go like this. and Yeah. Now that I look at it, it does look good. Thank you. you <laughs> know what looks really good. Hi, Tammy. How are
0: you? How's <laughs> it so going? Hi, oh, Joel. my God, Tammy. You look so pretty. I love those <laughs> colors. Uh, thank you. I feel so like holiday festive today. She's like the New Year's <laughs> kind of girl. We're like the Christmas Eve. Yeah. Tammy, have you been watching Joel's uh, feeds on uh, social media How many parties do you think this man has thrown this holiday season? (laughs) At least 30. Jesus, I just want to reach into your stories and be like, can I eat some of that food?
1: We're bringing people together, and that's the number one thing at the year end. It's not about the number of transactions you've done. It's literally making those relationships, and that's what we did. We had a team party over at our residence. We brought the friends and family that really have worked with me for uh, several years, and we really had a good time.
0: And as you know, we are entrepreneurs. We are not reporters. We are real living realtors and lenders. And these guys are amazing when it comes to financing. And Joe closed a hundred million. In close. And counting, $113 million? I love it. And I only share that with you because just imagine the power this man has with respects to making your dreams of home ownership come true. He can literally say with, you know, like he has the evidence to prove to you that he knows financing. He can get you a loan and he can get you inside your homes and with the keys of your in uh, future investment, ASAP. And of course, my girl, Tammy, is here to coach you. We have a great lineup. But first, before we go through our rundown, please tell us what's going on in the trenches. Joel? So it is
1: your end. This is our last show of the year. And I really wanted to focus on everyone that's calling me. It's just like live right now. I wanted to focus on making sure that you are thankful and really remembering the people that helped you get where you're at uh, throughout the year. So whether you are getting ready to buy a place and you've been working with a real estate agent that's been helping you, if you are getting ready to sell a place and you're working with that agent, these are the people that really have your back. And today we're actually going to have one of my favorite guests on talking about relationships. So I don't want to get too sappy, but I just want to make sure that everyone that's out there really reflects on the people that made them, uh, to got them where they are at uh, at the end of the year.
0: So.
2: Love that. Miss Tammy. I, how do I follow that? It was so good. I feel like we need like a moment of silence for graduate. <laughs> um I yeah, I love that that you, Carla, just were talking about um that the year's not over yet, Joel, because Joel is $100 in and counting um, because I, he still has more things to close this year. I'm in the same boat. I love the fact that people are still buying homes in the winter. It's because they know what's up. Rates are great. It's time to buy. But the thing I want to tell you from the trenches today is that uh, the loan amounts for 2020 have been lifted. So we know that, or raised, I should say. So we know that the conforming loan limit has gone up to 510400 That's in most counties. High-balance counties will be higher. That's up from the $484,000 uh, that it was last year. In addition, if you are a veteran or an active duty military uh, or military reserves that has a benefit to do a VA loan, the VA loan limits are lifted in 2020. So you don't have to abide by the loan limits in 2020. Now, we don't know exactly what that's going to mean for how they're going to gauge the loan limits, but we know that we don't have to stick to the conforming lo- or to
0: the VA loan limits uh, anymore. Good stuff, guys. And uh, from the trenches on my side, I want to thank all of you who follow me on social media, and especially those of you who always say, Carla, I love that you love your job. And I do, in fact, love my job. And it comes full circle, right? Because when you're able to help someone buy their first investment property, and they come back to you for their second, and you see how they created equity in their property and created wealth, as I like to say, for their children's children, this is a testament that I wake up every day and do it all over again and again, because we're really changing lives. We're really helping you you navigate through those real estate transactions. And guess what? I'm only teaching you what I've learned through experience. So it's not like I've read in a book. Um, it's something that I do day in and day out. And I want to encourage those of you who want to get into the business of real estate, please go ahead. It's really fulfilling. And as a mother, it affords me the opportunity to be able to help other families grow and create wealth again for their children's children. I am expanding expanding my team. So if anyone's looking to join a team, please uh, reach out to me and you can always inbox me at Carla at marketoverdrive.com. Now, let Let's go on and go through the rundown. We have an amazing panel today. This uh, is our last show for the season. Are you guys sad? It's our last show. We don't get to see each other on Thursdays. But I'm excited that it's going to be 2020 when we do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And yes, this is our fifth year and we're going into our six years. And just to show you, we're so excited because we have amazing partners next year and we're expanding our show and we're here every other Thursday to elevate your real estate IQ. So we're going to be talking to Michael Shenfeld with Jameson Sotheby's International Realty. Some a mouth. And he's going to be talking to us about relationships and global reach, along with the concierge service. Right? What is that first class service that everyone wants? Uh, we also have uh, Courtney Murray in the studio with at properties, and she's going to be sharing tips, not just about how to do that instant gratification transaction, but how to get yourself ready so you can buy in that summer market. This is good for you um, if you're looking to improve your credit, save some money. We met with a client today who only has six thousand dollars, and our lender said you need to double that. So. Speak to your lender. Get ready. And uh, Courtney's going to tell you exactly what you need to do from the realtor's perspective. Um, We also have Ernie Sandoval. Pulte Homes, I mean, what a privilege to have here uh, someone from Pulte Homes who's at New Construction Life, right? How do you prepare? Like, this is when you really arrive, you guys, when you can actually say, I'm going to build my own home from the ground up. And these guys have amazing inventory, information you want to know if you're ready to buy and sell that condo and move into a single-family home in some of these suburbs. Um, Also, we'll be hearing from Nick uh, Nicholas Hansen with Esquire Properties. This is his own company. And I love Nick because he's going to be here to share with you how he increased and created a portfolio of rental properties of which I've been uh, taking my clients to go see. And I want you to get the scoop because seriously, we have some really good properties in his portfolio that you're going to want to take over. And finally, we have our very own uh, Live Plan Happy, Rebecca Borges. Did I say that right? She always yells at me about saying her name correctly. And last but not least, Dan Garms. He's going to be talking about the growth of cannabis industry in Illinois and nationwide. So tune in and stay around. Uh, Joel, I can breathe now.
1: You can. There's one more guest, too. Oh, we, <laughs> we got it. Ryan Shaw. He's the boss's attorney. Jesus. He's going to be coming in as well. It is a full house, and we're really excited. What, what we have here are people that have built relationships. There are people that have been doing this for a long time, and uh, I'm so happy to have Michael.
3: Michael, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
1: Off the air, we were talking about how long you've been doing this. So just tell us a little bit about where you're at now and what you've been doing.
3: So in February, it will be 18 years that I've been in the business. Wow. Came from you're a, legal. Yeah, 18, yeah exactly. Right? I'm you're finally an adult. not yet. <laughs> I'm finally, finally out of my infancy. Awesome.
1: Okay, very good. Tell us the company that you're with now.
3: Uh, I'm with Jamison Sotheby's uh, International Realty, and I actually have a group there called the Shenfo Group. So... You
1: don't get this way overnight. This takes a little bit of time. Tell us a little bit about the change and what you're doing now to actually build relationships and be there for the clients even after the closing. You're telling me you don't just close and then move on?
3: Yeah. So from day one, I realized that this was an industry that I could help people fulfill their dreams of home ownership. And I realized that I can actually do something that was a lot more than just make a transaction. So I went into this business knowing that if I built strong relationships, those relationships would bring me through a career versus just being a salesperson.
1: And that's what happens when you first start out, right? A lot of times you're just so lucky to get through the end, you don't really know how to follow up. But really, if you've done it right, they should lead more referrals, right? You're actually yeah, getting I, referrals from people that
3: you've closed. Exactly. What I find is that agents that are scared to talk to their clients afterwards, most likely to not do the best job during the transaction. And I think that's super important is to make sure every client feels like they're your only client. And we have a kind of a saying that uh, white glove service, like what you talked about before, but that um, everybody deserves the same level of service, no matter what price point it is.
1: Well, so now there's a lot of people that Try to do this, but what are some of the things that you're actually doing with the clients that you're working with? If I'm a buyer and I'm getting ready next year to buy, why call you? Because you do some amazing things. You're very uh, humble about it. But when you're talking to your clients and you're helping them, give us a few things that you're actually doing. Well,
3: we're super involved in their life. We really want to know what their lifestyle is going to be more than just buying a home. You know, I can find somebody a home in a price point, but that's not going to be exactly where they want to go every day and come home and and be excited about it. So we're trying to build memories with these clients. But in that transaction, there's so many different levels that we need to introduce them to the right people. We've put a group of people around us to make sure that we all are doing our job to 100% or more and making sure that we're successful and that nothing is left behind. That we're not. And then on top of it, it's really the after the transaction. Transaction's easy. right? That's the part, you know, there's A, B through Z and you just get it done. But... It's the fact that afterwards that they can call you and ask you for anything that they need. In fact, I had a client just call me the other day and say, you know, I need to donate some furniture around the holiday. Who should I call? And we get in a list of people that we've worked with, we've had relationships with, and we know that will help them out versus, you know, them having to, you know, try to find it on their own and, and do it by luck.
1: So, Carly, he's been here for 17 years, going on 18.
0: 18 years, right? And that's how you build your network and you become a resource to your client. I love that because it takes a long time. You're saying, give us a little bit about year five. What was that like compared to now?
3: My whole business has always been referral-based, and I've done the same thing over and over and over again because if the system's not broken, why fix it? We've added to it, but we really haven't subtracted. But I've been so fortunate because, like I said, a lot of it's education. A lot of it's explained to my clients that, you know, I would love for them to, what I call pinata marketing. I don't want to swing a bat and hope I hit something. I I want to make sure that I put all my energy into each client. And then in return, hopefully, that will be they'll see that and they'll refer me to all their friends, and it just keeps growing organically, which is why I enjoy and what I love what I do. Versus having to wake up every morning and say, "Oh my god, I got to find my next client." My clients are actually finding them for me because of my performance.
0: And Pete, you're not you're not one of those agents that's spending ten to twenty thousand dollars on a lead generation third party website. Not at all. Nothing like that.
3: In fact, I get the calls every single day because they try to look at the top agents and see who they can get on. Whether it's you know the Zillow. And so on, and every single, I mean, I know their number now, so I just block their number. I, don't, <laughs> I mean, like, it's just not no, worth you. my time. It's not worth my clients' time. I don't want to be spending time with cold leads. I want to be spending time with people that really want to work with me and, again, keep me enjoying what I do because I'm much better at something if I love what I'm doing than if I'm not.
0: And I get that. That's the operations behind what is a realtor and what is that entrepreneur life like. But for those people who are listening, who are a consumer and want to know, like, what is the difference between a referral-based agent versus a volume lead generating, you know, agent that advertises his name and promotes his company on like a Zillow per se? What is that core service value that you're promising them as to why you just focus on the client first?
3: We have such an in-depth system that's put into place. In the sense of, you know, a ten-plus page brochure for every client, no matter what price point. If you're two hundred thousand or you're ten-plus million, you're going to get treated exactly the same way. We were talking before. I have a client that literally, in uh, it was in ten years, did five transactions. Their first transaction started at two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and their last transaction was over one point six million dollars. And if I looked at them and said, oh, two do not deserve all this, the resources, they would have never called me at $1.7 million to say, hey, help me sell my house. But they knew how I treated every single person. So that's the difference. The, the real difference is, is that we treat this, this is our career. As myself, as my team, I'm going to be doing this for the next 20 to 30 years without any problem, loving life, enjoying it, and so on. Where other people, the average agent's only in the business 18 months because they get burnt out because they don't know how to run it as a business
0: completely love everything that you've said. And I really like the fact that you said it's like, it's a formula, right? It's something that you're implementing and you enjoy doing it. And more importantly, for those of you who are looking to sell your property and you're talking to an agent and they're saying they're going to give you less value for because of your price point. I love that you say that we should ex, they should expect more because what happens? It's perception, right? So if I'm looking at a $250,000 property and I expect not to find a brochure or at least a 20 page brochure, if I see that, I'm going to be like, Oh, wow, this property is awesome. Look at all the features. And it's not, it's marketing. At the end of the day, there's an art and science to what we do. And I love that you're explaining the whole marketing aspect of it. Aside from like the brochures, what else can um, someone expect? From I like
3: what you asked for one second, the expectations. I think that's the biggest thing that we're missing in our whole industry is that realistic expectations. um, Agents are scared to tell their clients and be 100% honest with them up front. I tell all my clients, I walk in the door and I say, look, we're going to be friends after the transaction. But if I start sugarcoating stuff now, I'm not doing justice to either one of us. Let me be 100% honest. I will tell you everything that we need to do. It will help you sell, and it's been proven that that does help. We start with literally coming through and, and getting them painters, getting them stagers, getting them uh, contractors to do things, making sure we facilitate all of that for them. There's no additional fee for that, but we want to have control so we know that we can control the product at the end and also relieve them from all the stress. It's not easy. I moved a year and a half ago. I know how stressful this can get. It's not easy, but that's why you're hiring a real professional. A regular agent is going to just give you names and say, go take care of it and let me know when I should come through the door.
0: So this is for someone who says... I want to sell my property, and I don't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. Tell me, what are you going to cost me for doing this type of service, and what is the expectation? You're basically saying it doesn't matter about how much money we're going to make because price point is not important to you. It's a matter of giving everybody the same service across. Same level of service, yep. I love that because a lot of people would say, well, you're wasting your time. I mean, why am I going to run around for, you know, say $150,000 transaction versus a million dollar transaction and do the same thing? It takes time.
3: You know why? Because every single person knows 100 people and every single person can find you another client, whether it's a larger client, a smaller client. And like I said, I mean... Luxury is not a, a price point, it's a level of service. I love that. So, you see a t-shirt
0: should... that says that. <laughs> that should be in your business cars. No.
1: <laughs> and as a lender, <laughs> you know. we love that. I mean, Tammy yeah. and I both see this. So, I have a question for Tammy. You've been doing this so long, and you work with a lot of different real estate agents. You see a difference right away when somebody's been doing it for a long time. Tell us about that.
2: You do. You also, I mean, I personally also see a difference when somebody is putting like their heart and soul into what they do. Yeah. Um, when I moved to Chicago a couple of, of years ago, I didn't know anybody, just my husband and me in a new city. And the one thing that I was looking for, I went to 60 networking events in 30 days. I'm not exaggerating. And the one thing that I said I was looking for during that time was people who would uh, go beyond the transaction with a client that understood that this was more than just a sales transaction. Um, <clears throat> this is a real life. Yeah. And we have these relationships with them that last years beyond whatever was happening these few months. And so I, I love what percent. you're what you're saying. It's like really resonating with me.
3: It's unbelievably rewarding. It's it's crazy. I mean, I I was a photographer before. Oh, it was really? great. It was it was it was fun. Eastman for my schooling. Loved it. Had fun with it. But when you shoot a package, let for instance, Glucerna was a, a client that I shot their package. You know, nobody's going home and going, oh, my God, this is changing my life because there's a great picture right here on the package. It's not something I could tell my kids later on, like, hey, I helped. I sold that house to them. This is a family. It's amazing when my kids actually, when people come up and be like, oh, my God, your dad, he helped us get their house. We have three kids now. This is our dreams. The memories we build in our house, it's so impactful.
0: It, we're so lucky and fortunate at the same time, right? It's We're giving thanks for everything that we've done this year and for the people that accompany us and made us successful. It is really cool to see because we get to celebrate with people. We get to hear their dreams about, like, this property, and then this is where they're going to entertain. That's where they're going to be hosting their family and friends for the holidays. And we help do that. One of the things that I love that you said was that you're in for the long game. So mm-hmm. you're doing this not for the one transaction. You're doing it for the other ones that are coming, and that's why everybody gets the same level of service. I and mean, that's, that's the Brilliant. global
3: reach comes in. That's why that's why we're doing that global reach. So, one thing that I did when I joined Sotheby's um, from another agency that I was with for a very long time was the fact that we have such a strong network. And we do a lot of these global networking events where I go and actually meet other agents. I get to really know them. I'm hosting some that are coming in town next month. They become friends of mine. And when when my clients say, okay, it's time for me to sell my home and I'm going to retire to whether it's Denver, whether it's San Francisco. I mean, this year alone, we did London, Lake Como, San Francisco, uh, New York. And these are the top agents in all their markets. I literally have relationships and I can put them in touch with them so that they know they'll get the same service that I'm giving them here which I hear over and over, not to toot my own horn, but the best realtor they've worked with, and a lot of these people are literally transferring homes all the time.
1: Michael, the Lake Como sounds great. Oh, we, anytime.
3: Yeah. You want, <laughs> we should go there and check it out together just to do research. I like right. research.
1: <laughs> okay, before we go, tell everyone where they can find you. If I'm a, a listener right now, I want to buy something next year, right? Tell them where they can find you and even maybe give a phone number.
3: Okay, so Michael, I mean, if, if you want to go to michaelschenfeld.com the Group.com. Mm-hmm. It's it's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S-H-E-N-F-E-L-D. And then uh Jamison Sotherby's International Realty on Instagram, it's at Michael Shenfeld or at the Shenfield Group. My phone number is 312-399-5848. We're so glad that you're on. All Thank right. you for having me. I yeah. really appreciate it. And it's great to uh, be on your last show today. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll to see you
0: again and again and again because your expertise shows that you're still doing and thriving. So kudos to you and success. I would love to be a guest
3: anytime. Let's Thank do it you. again and
0: again, right? Please. That's what we do here on Market Overdrive. And I love the fact that he came in here talking about customer service. Right. Because as an industry, we e- are evolving. As more people talk about this iBuyer and these robots and these, you know, everybody <laughs> exactly. gets information online. It it gets to that personal service right where you're actually meeting people and you care about them and they're not just a transaction i mean what's the difference between you joel and someone that says I mean, you close a very significant i mean a really large volume but you're still i mean i just got my my bag with like the blanket that you sent me sure. and my mask and while it's like it's just those little touches those little things that you do that makes it like wow i care he cares
1: It took years to get to that level, but the whole point is that you're actually not treating it as a transaction. You are literally investing and getting to know these people. So knowing who they are, people really get the difference between going on the internet and just shopping around for rate and a name, or actually having a conversation and getting to see somebody face-to-face. They really want a friend in the business, and that's what we're talking about here is relationships, making the personal connection, because a lot of times right now, it's so impersonal.
0: Relations relationships and the long-term end goal, right? The the relationship where there's an agent who's not going to meet with someone because they're not creditworthy or because they won't qualify for a loan. Uh, Tammy, your guest is here today to talk about how to prepare for a transaction that's not going to come into fruition until the next year or next quarter. Uh, what is your testament with working with her and, and why is this a great strategy?
2: Yeah, today, uh, well, yeah, we'll talk about the strategy in, in her segment, but it is all about the long game because it's more than just what's going on today or this month or even this year. Uh, so we have with us today top ten Chicago broker without properties, uh, Courtney Murray, who is also the founder of uh, KM Living and Sip and Learns, that are both things that she set up to be able to connect with clients and people in the community for education. Courtney, hi, welcome. Hi,
4: thank you for having me. Everyone uh, looks great today. Oh, I <laughs> oh, look right. great today. Oh, thanks, thanks. And Joel's hair. We have to bring it back to. The like it. She's
1: already like complimenting <laughs> us. We haven't done anything yet. That's awesome.
2: <laughs> no, Courtney's amazing. Courtney, um, has a great philosophy of business, is highly relational in her business. And that's one of the reasons why I was super excited to have her on the show today. Um, the, the title that you picked for your segment today is uh, Cold Weather Giving You Cold Feet. Here's some home buying tips for summer uh, for 2020. And I thought that was great. Um, you, you do have home buying tips, but you have some specific home buying tips right now for a
4: reason, too. So tell us about what that reason is. Yeah, so uh, Realtor.com just released their big housing forecast for 2020. And the big thing that they said in there was that the Chicago market... It's supposed to stay steady and things aren't going to really change. And that's a really good thing. You know, we should keep, you know, going on, you know, business as usual. And I think if you're waiting, you know, that could be money that you might be wasting. Absolutely. Lost time is lost money,
2: right? Yep. You got it. So, um, in, in, diving into some of these just to reiterate by the way this 2020 forecast you're saying it might be going up and down in different areas of the country but in chicago it's forecasted as steady yes definitely steady okay so if people were thinking they were just gonna like wait and kind of see how 2020 played out they might be losing a
4: year's worth of rent by the time they i wouldn't um i'm personally even thinking about buying and the goal is you know by next year, yeah,
2: do something this this year. So, um, let's dive into these these uh, tips, homebuyer tips.
4: So, kind of the big thing that we've been talking about: choose your team. Uh, the big thing is, you know, start working with a lender, figuring out your finances, talking about those things, and then pick your broker because it is a relationship. You do want to trust these people, and you're going to be working together. For an extended period of time, maybe two to three months, and it's not just two to three months, it's, you're talking like almost every day. at least two to three months and some people were talking for years so that is number one key choose your team
2: yeah especially for you as the realtor right you're like instant besties with your oh absolutely
4: maybe a little bit of a therapist
2: yeah (laughs) of course (laughs) yeah yeah make it make it count i i also love about you not to interrupt your tips because i want to keep going with those but i also love about courtney um her philosophy she has a super um basic just like two question philosophy
4: that drives the way that she interacts with her clients will you share that with us oh yeah um the big thing I always ask is, who do you want to be and what kind of life do you want to live? Just like we talked about, your lifestyle is so important and your daily life is so important. So you really have to ask yourself those two questions. So what does that
2: mean to a home buyer, or somebody who's maybe, maybe they're not even considering buying a home yet, but they're just kind of wondering what that, what that means? Oh
4: yeah, I even tell that to my renters and it's, you know, are you okay You know, driving 15, 20 minutes to the grocery store. Do you want to be able to walk 5, 10 minutes to, you know, that local restaurant? Um, Are you okay with a longer commute? Are you okay with public transit? Maybe you want bigger space. You want to be in a single family home. Um, Those are all questions that we don't really think about day-to-day, but they can really impact, you know, your daily life. Oh, definitely.
2: And if I'm renting or if I'm maybe living at home with my parents and I haven't ventured out to purchase my own property yet, I might not even know what all those possibilities are for how life could look in a given day, right? Absolutely. A hundred percent. And that's where you're here to help. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. I I've that. helped
2: a few people with that. <laughs> <laughs> one or two, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, top 10 Chicago broker, because you've helped one <laughs> or two. Um, but yeah, so back to the list. So find your team, Uh, really pick people that you can have a good, strong relationship with, that you vibe with for your lender and your broker, and then what? Uh,
4: Then it's figure out your finances. So with your lender, figuring out, you know, Affordability. How much can you afford every month? You know, there's your mortgage, there's the utilities, there's taxes. If you're in an urban area, you might be paying, you know, homeowners association fees. So figure out your budget and work together with your lender to really, you know, figure out your finances. Maybe you need to save, maybe you need to budget. Um, That's obviously you need money. To buy the house?
2: <laughs> I'm sure that Joel never gets that question. Go figure. You yeah. never gets you that question. Right, about what, it's not 2008 anymore. You what can people dollars. afford? Sure. They want to know that, right?
1: That's what you're doing. You're, you're putting your team together of people that will actually educate you and get you in so that you're not buying something over your head. And that's what you do really good at. Yeah.
4: So the next big thing to bounce off of the finances is check your credit score. Um, and not just your credit score, but also your report, you know, you are entitled to a free annual report and you want to see, are there any collections or is there anything that might be a red flag for a lender? Uh, definitely check your credit. If you don't have credit, work with your lender again, you know, maybe you're needing to build it. That's, that's a huge one. People always forget about. Do you, do you see that?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I actually mentioned, on, mentioned this on the last show um, about the annualcreditreport.com because I had a client that um, was not in touch with what their credit was really doing. They just had no idea um, some of the stuff that had showed up on there, and it delayed their plans um, by several months. And we could have prevented that if they had, had known ahead of time. So, yeah,
4: absolute agreement. Uh, number three then would be to gather up your paperwork when you are working with a lender they might ask you for a few documents <laughs> so you know get your w-2s your 1099s your pay stubs and they will ask for your tax returns so i would even say start working on your taxes now so that you're that you're ready um that's that's a big one. Yeah, that's going to help whether you're buying a house or not. Just,
2: <laughs> just yeah, get your, your taxes, taxes are important. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's great. That's good. Do you have more tips?
4: Yeah. Okay. The last one, and it's the best one. I think it's actually the most important is to know what you're looking for. Ask yourself those questions of who you want to be, where you want to live, and the way you do that is... Go to open houses. Don't be afraid to do that. Check out the neighborhoods. Maybe go to the local grocery store, walk around the neighborhood, do whatever you need to do to find as much information about different areas because they all have different personalities In suburbs. They all have different personalities. So really figure that out. And where do you see yourself? That's so important.
0: All good stuff. And I want to piggyback on that. And your, your last one, right? Is do your homework. And I, my girlfriend's in New York and she said that when she bought her first place, her first condo, she went to every single open house and she, (laughs) you know, went to the restaurants and then she looked at the buildings and then she fell in love with this building and then she watched, you know, the market go up and down and kind of figure out on her own what the units were selling for and what was the price per square foot. And I said to her, you silly girl. Do you know that you don't pay a realtor fees? Realtors get paid from the listing agent or when the properties, you know, the marketing fee. So you could have gotten this service from your realtor who would have said, let me put you on a search six months ago so that I can so you can get all the listings for all those properties in the individual neighborhoods. And once you identify the neighborhood that you want, then your realtor could tell you, you know, how long is it taking properties to sell? What is the average price per square foot to kind of navigate you through that process? So I love that you have have these tips because I highly encourage people to reach out to your realtor that be your first and then your second lender and let your realtor instruct you right walk you through the process and if you have any questions don't go online that's why we're here right we have years of experience Michael talked about it 18 years of experience can you imagine trying to do your homework and being Michael over 18 years of like different buyers different experiences and it's all free for buyers yeah Absolutely. Spoken truth. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Uh, so Courtney, to bring it back to Courtney's philosophy, If I may, Uh, she does these sip and learns and uh, they're all about educating people. She does them every month, right? Yes. And uh, you have a bunch of people in the room. I'm just curious. First of all, I'm a huge fan because my whole like platform of what I'm doing, even though it's mortgage, it sounds like it's money and numbers and it is those things. That's fun for me to puzzle. But really the driving force behind what I personally choose to do is always about empowerment and education and getting people to the point where they're comfortable and confident with their decisions that they're making so they can be happy with the life that they're living um, and do that with, with abundance. I really feel like what you're doing with these sip and learns is accomplishing that for people. Um, so I'm curious, uh, with seeing these people over and over again and consistently, um, what do you see as uh, questions
4: that come up on a fairly regular basis from your clients? So financing is probably the top question we get. Um, but outside of financing, it's When do I start? Who do I talk to first? Um, You know, when do I get this ball rolling? And for me, I always say the sooner the better. There's nothing wrong with being prepared. And that's honestly the new trend is to be prepared. Um, If you aren't sure, at least give yourself six months. Six months is a good window to, you know, figure out your team, figure out those finances and go from there. Joel, you concur?
1: It's exactly right. You don't want to fall in love with a place and then get your team
4: together. Oh, that's the worst. No, oh. you,
1: you don't have it. <laughs> you want to go in and you don't have your ducks in a row. You're just going to set yourself up for failure. So I really like what you're speaking to here. It's really good to have you on. Oh,
2: that's so awesome.
0: You. I love that Courtney went back to the one-on-ones, right, about the process and what to do to get started for those people who are novices and never invested before, first-time buyers, as we like to call them in the industry. But guys, what is that one thing that people want to know when it comes to buying? How much is it going to cost me to buy something? How much money do I need to buy or get approved for a loan? What is your advice on that, Tammy? Right. No, and that's exactly what Courtney was saying is her
2: repeat question all the time. Like, what is the financing? What can I afford? Um, And yeah, I mean, you basically, the bottom line is you're always going to have that little window of the conventional loan is going to let you put three percent down five percent down if it's a multi-unit fha is going to let you put three and a half percent down that's a really 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 low percentage of a giant loan that's going to work and start earning you money uh day one year one so we compare it to a a business loan oftentimes and say where can you go take out a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar business loan and only put in three and a half
4: percent yourself um nowhere just
2: real estate so do it (laughs) great stuff
4: and where can we find you you can find me on Instagram at Courtney and Murray or CourtneyMurray dot com. Thank you so much for being with us today, Courtney.
2: Thank you guys for having me. You
0: guys are awesome. (laughs) I love it. Great vibes, great energy. And it's cool to take it back a little bit sometimes because we are, you know, going 100 miles an hour talking about like that end result and people who bought and created, you know, affluence or wealth through their equity. Um, But it's good to talk to people who've never bought before and kind of walk them through that process or what to expect because it's overwhelming, right? It's a large purchase. Absolutely. It's a huge purchase. And what's one of my
2: favorite things is to be able to work with people that are first-time homebuyers um, because they're so nervous. And it's not that complicated. We've been through it thousands of times. So it's super easy for us to just tell them, hey, here's the steps. I'll hold your hand through the whole process. I'll talk to you every day if you need. Uh, I'm going to make sure
0: that you sleep better at night. That's a huge, huge part of what we do, I think. And Tammy, your uh, Instagram handles are live, land, and love. And I love that in here it says you're a mortgage magician and you're also <laughs> a freedom coach. Yes. <laughs> Empowerment Advocate and obviously a military wife, but these things are key for that long-term like relationship. That let's get you started and have you buying, you know, second quarter of next year or maybe third quarter because you're willing to take the time to coach them through the process. Oh, please yeah. expand on that. What do you mean by freedom coach?
2: Well, my freedom coaching is not just in mortgage. I mean, I explain to people I do coaching, consulting, and mortgage. And when I say I do mortgage, I use mortgage as a tool uh, when it's when it's appropriate. So overall what I'm helping people do is achieve what they want in their life uh, to live in abundance and uh, to live the the life that they want and most of the time getting expanding your finances is is a part of that and doing using real estate to do that
0: is a logical way to do it so mortgage is the answer Love that. And um, before I introduce our next guest, I do want to thank our sponsors, Greater Illinois Title, for your commitment and uh, support and partnership. And we're so excited to continue to grow with you next year and be on our sixth year of Market Overdrive and just continue to educate you and elevate your real estate IQ. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you with the bosses of all bosses. I mean, it's right
5: here. She is the boss's lawyer. What's up with that, Ryan? Well, I'm the boss's lawyer, um, (laughs) and what I do is I work with small business owners and real estate state investors to help them to create wealth. So um, I help them build businesses that operate as assets instead of liabilities, as well as expand their portfolios. I want to do a shout out to Chris Oswood because he's doing a magnificent
0: job at scouting the most talented, amazing attorneys who not only are transecting and helping us close deals, but you're out there making a difference and being in, 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 you know, making a difference and empowering others. So tell us, what do you mean by the boss's boss? You're
5: helping other bosses? Absolutely. I mean, I think it's really important to um, educate our communities about ownership. And just what it takes to really, really build wealth. And so I work with people who are bosses and who want to be bosses. Tell us a little bit about your
0: experience. I mean, why is that your strength and your passion to help people and educate people? Some people are just more about like the transaction. I mean, we hire you as, an, as a realtor, right? We're saying, well, I love her. She's uh, she's very responsive. She'll get the job done and she's going to fight for you. She's going to help me negotiate. But you want to take it to the next level and actually educate. What does that mean?
5: Absolutely. I want to educate um, my clients because I think it's important for them to be able to grow. I mean, if you don't understand the process, if you don't understand the objectives, if you don't understand the concepts behind what's actually happening, that you really can't, um, you can't really maximize the effectiveness of what you're actually doing. Because you've got a team of professionals who are all educated. And so it's important that you have those professionals educating you. And so that's what I try to do. And that's very important because, you know, we take it for granted what we do. And we come across
0: Agents like Michael, right? Agents like Courtney who are willing to take their time to be client concierge, right? To are going to hire contractors on behalf of a client. That's a huge liability, right? If your client turns around and says, I don't want that color of kitchen. I don't want my floors that's that stain. And then it's all on you, but you're taking the time to meet the contractors and screen them and make sure that they're going to, you know, facilitate good service to your client. You're going above and beyond, but then there's the realtors that don't do this for their clients. And that's where you come in, where you're actually protecting the consumer from people who are not as experienced.
5: Or sometimes they may just not know how to do it. Absolutely. So I educate my clients about numbers and what it's all about. Because most of my clients are investors or they're aspiring investors. They are creating their portfolios or they're at a point where they want to expand their portfolios and they want to scale. So they need to know a little bit more about um, You know, the process. And for me, it's really important because I started investing. I bought my first condo, I think, at 22. Oh, wow. And so um, I was in law school and I just wanted to make sure that I was doing the right thing. And that has allowed me to have other opportunities. Um, I bought another property some years later and that property created residual income for me and it created equity that I was able to leverage. And ultimately, it contributed to me being able to comfortably quit my job and start my own business.
0: That's amazing. And I love that you say that. And um, you're talking about the numbers. What do you mean by that? Understanding the
5: numbers? Understanding the numbers, because as an investor, you really don't, you know, you're not looking for your dream home. You're not looking for a place that you're necessarily going to be in or you're going to have an emotional attachment to. You want to build wealth, you want to create equity, and or you want to create a cash flow. And so it's all about the numbers. So how do you identify a profitable investment? Um, a profitable investment ultimately it just depends on what is going to cost you and what you're going to make are you going to profit but you have to take into account things like for example if you're doing a flip right you have to take into account not just um, things like the scope of work that's what the contractors are going to come in and tell you that it's going to cost but you need to account for the mistakes that they might make right you need to account for the timing you need to account for if they don't finish on schedule all these things are going to affect your numbers so you need to make sure that when you're um um, assessing your acquisition costs, what it's going to cost you to acquire this property that you're going to take into, all, into account all these additional numbers that are going to uh, determine whether or not this is a good deal for you overall.
0: So here, this is where she is a great resource and an asset to your next move of investing in real estate. You actually have an outline as far as like the cost of acquisition, what should be the projected, right? Obviously after repair value, if you consult a realtor, but then just having the formula there to say, okay, this is what the renovation or the work is going to cost you. And this is your projective, um, net proceeds from the sale, right? Absolutely. So, you could talk to a realtor about it, and some of them may or may not know how to flip properties. But if you're talking to a, uh, an attorney that's going to protect your best interest, then you, you're there for that, and that's that's an extra right layer of protection for any type of investors, especially when you're doing this for the first time and you're concerned that you're doing it, you know, that you're going to do it wrong or right, or maybe you're too shy, you don't want to tell anybody about it. You want to hire the professionals that have done it. So you started at 21, you said. I bought my first property at 22. Yep. And everybody seems to think that it's easy, right? I'm just going to buy a property and I'm going to manage it. What's been the worst thing that's ever happened to you
5: in this process? Oh, oh There's been a lot. Um, I actually had a flip where I had contractors in there and we were almost done and it was not it was never done. So we got to a point where it was like maybe 85, 90% done. And every time I would go to the property, it was not done. So I had a schedule that I had to meet. I had numbers again, that were guiding all the decisions that I'm making as to, you know, um, how much they can put into this or how much they're going to put into that. All of that is going to be determined by the number that I'm trying to, trying to get out of this deal. And um, the contractor ultimately, he had mismanaged some money and he pretty much told me he needed more money to um to finish my deal after you had already paid him he he had been paid he had oh been my paid God. that's the part
0: where you start crying cuz you got carrying calls, you you're paying tax taxes right to carry you're Mm -hmm. paying utilities and of course you need to be on the market to sell because you're watching the market as well and this happens so and
5: this happens so ultimately um luckily i had handled the situation handled our relationship in such a way where i was able to retrieve some of the money that um he had been paid and it wasn't a situation where it was really going to disrupt the project because of the way that the money and the you know the processes had been handled so it was a bit of an inconvenience but it didn't derail the project um we were able to pretty much get it on the market just a little bit behind schedule, but it did what it was supposed to do. I love that. I mean, and it's a success story because you know there is a lot
0: of ups and downs, and everybody thinks they can get in this game. I mean, I'm doing obviously, you guys know, I'm doing a flip in Ukrainian Village, and what I thought would be like a six six months project, I'm three months waiting for architectural drawings, mm-hmm. and excavation permits, and engineers to draw all this underpinning, and I'm losing my mind, right? Yes. Because these are things that you're like. Oh, okay, but I'm paying for it. So it's a learning curve. So I share this with you because A, I'm learning, and you're going to be able to profit out of our experiences and what we've been through. And we're going to help protect you from making the same mistakes, in essence. Mm-hmm. Correct? So when it comes to working with a good team, you want to hire someone that's been there and done that. Um, And can understand the level of frustration that you're going through, right? When you're going through these, uh, when you're trying to achieve and be an overachiever. Because, I mean, we have no business doing this stuff. And my mom says, I'm like, well, you know, I mean, you, why? Why do you do what you do? I'm like, I don't know. It's real estate. We're passionate about it. What's your last uh, piece of advice for
5: someone who wants to get in the business? I would say um, just make sure that you educate yourself. Uh, Make sure that you surround yourself with people that are like-minded, that have been where you've been, and that want to go where you're going, and go for it. And if someone wanted to get a hold of you, where can we find you? Uh, You can find me on my website, www.bosseslawyer.com, Instagram at Bosses Lawyer, and Facebook at The Bosses Lawyer.
0: I love it. I mean, Joel, would you really like to mess with her and take her money and not complete
5: her project?
1: Oh, she knows it too. She's, she really comes with value. You got to be working with somebody that knows their stuff. And I'm really glad that you're on the show today.
5: Awesome. Thank you guys for
0: having me. Thank you. Come back. And again, kudos to Chris also for always introducing us to amazing, talented attorneys. Again, it's not just about the transaction in today's show. It's about the long-term relationships and making sure that we're taking care of you from start to end and educating you. Um, and it's not about the transaction, right? It's not about the volume. It's about that one-on-one.
2: That's right. It's a one-on-one. I love that she was talking about the generational wealth creation. It's a huge reason of what what we're doing here. Carla, you always say, this is about your children's children. So you guys remember that all of our shows are saved and cataloged on our YouTube channel. They're also on our Facebook Market Overdrive page. You can go back and watch them anytime on Apple Podcast and also on Google Play. And if you haven't done it already, follow us.
1: Guys, Market Overdrive is ending its fifth year. We're going into our sixth year. So remember, we're bringing you information that you can use. So like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and subscribe on our YouTube channel uh, today.
0: I am super excited to introduce this next guest because he is responsible for, I mean, look, and he's so young. And it's so empowering to see young faces and people really making it into this business. It's to show you there is no weather adjustment or whatever. But real estate is hot, you guys. I mean, everybody can find a career in it. And Ernie, I'm not devaluing you, everything you've done, because I know you've been in the business for a very long time. Welcome from Palti Homes here, Ernie Sandoval. Did I say that right? Yeah,
6: Ernie Sandoval. Sandoval. (laughs) Happy Thursday, everyone. (laughs) Happy Thursday. Um, I do want to disclose something about my age is that I kind of have like the Benjamin Button thing going. (laughs) uh where I'm like really? really 55 but I'm like aging backwards and everything.
0: <laughs> I love so that. So, I
6: get younger every every year. But thank well, you guys that's for a having terrible
0: me. thing. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your company.
6: Well, Pulte Homes, what we do is we actually build we actually build homes. Um one of the best things about that is some people don't understand, like, well, home building, you know, what, what does that mean? Is it a construction loan? Is it, do I have to go buy land? And, you know, how do I build a, a home? So one great thing that Pulte does is it actually has about 20 communities here in some of the A-plus locations in regards to a lot of people that want to go into suburban uh, schools that want to go into shopping amenities, uh, commuting is important. Um, so what we do is we create communities there and we actually have a lot of approachable buying, uh, purchase prices. So it's for a lot of approachable buyers in regards to where they're at in their life, if they want to get anything from a town home to a single family home. And the biggest chunk of our business is that we do build homes from scratch um, however, we do have inventory homes, too, as well, in case um, someone has a time urgency where they sold their house and they need to move in. Sometimes school's a factor, uh, things of that nature. But mm-hmm.
0: So you have, you have the product already ready. And I introduced you and said for those people who are selling their condo and they're moving and they want new construction and it's like a repeat buyer. But you have prices for everyone, right?
6: Yes, absolutely. That's what I mean. We have, starting in some of the neighborhoods about 175 all the way to 700 and everything in between.
0: 175 for a brand new home. Yes. Where can we, I find that?
6: That's going to be in we have that in Autumn Ridge, it's going to be in our uh, Yorkville area.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. Can you yes. imagine that? 175 for oh, a single yeah. How many bedrooms?
6: Uh, three. So, and then you can always kind of we have something that's called life tested choices. Uh, one one great thing about that is that we can actually kind of utilize this flex space areas and add another bedroom accordingly, too. So. so
0: cool. So for $175, i am getting a three-bedroom, two bathrooms?
6: Uh, yes, I think it should be t- 2.5, but I'm not out there. That's <laughs> wow, not my like me, that's but at yeah.
0: Full-finished basement or unfinished?
6: Uh, well, with the townhomes, it actually has a ground level. So okay. those ground levels are, are kind of utilized for game rooms and everything. So it's kind of the stairs going down. So, yeah.
0: But I mean, that's great because in the whole realm of new construction, you could still find this kind of product. And when it comes to us here in the city, we're seeing a lot of new construction, but it's, it's rental inventory. Correct, so, correct. where are you guys developing? What are some of the areas where we can find your product?
6: Absolutely. We have Naperville, Plainfield, uh, Lincolnshire, uh, again, speaking about Yorkville, uh, Woodridge, um, Willowbrook. So, all those kind of areas where a lot of people uh, want to move in there and not necessarily look at resale where they're like, oh my goodness, I can't afford that. That's a four bedroom. It's X amount of dollars. For us, we we start creating those price points that are more approachable because again, we're creating these communities. At the same time, a lot of our buyers are able to kind of control the pricing because we do have those base prices where a house will start. And once you kind of add these design interior um, options on there, they can say, wait, you know, a lender like my friend Joel over here can say, hey, you know what, Uh, make sure they're, you know, no higher than this. And at the same time, we can kind of utilize and control and honor that budget. So That's is, super
0: cool. Mm-hmm. And where are you seeing? Uh, I mean, obviously you're building in these areas that have um, that have the ability to justify the after or the new construction pricing, right? So it's not like Correct. it's there's growth in those markets. So where are these markets again? That what are we looking at as far as appreciation? Are they pretty healthy?
6: Well, I mean, I would say so because one of the biggest things is is again appreciation when that comes to it. I feel like you know, like we said, hey, where can you get a hundred and seventy five dollar townhome? You know, mm-hmm. brand you know, it's very hard to look for. I mean, it's probably out there, probably two, three years old, but at the same time is that I've been seeing a lot of, of our consumers and home buyers actually start creating that appreciation through things like a finishing a basement or they're doing, they're adding other things, stonework, uh, patios, um, even their kitchens. You know, they start elevating uh, these kitchens into what's more trending. And again, when they actually start detailing this, maybe five, 10 years afterwards, they can start selling it for, for, again, for that kind of uh, appreciation there. Thank you,
0: Ernie. really appreciate all this insight. And of course, I mean, Pulte Homes is a brand. Everybody recognizes you. You're at every, right, we're driving down the highway, we see the Pulte Homes. That's us, yeah. (laughs) That's you. But the reason why you're there, you're so so successful, is because of your level (laughs) of materials and service and the product that you're delivering. Tell us a little bit more about that Pulte culture.
6: Yeah, the Pulte culture is very, very important for us. I mean, it's what, differentiates us being one of the top builders. Um, I came from a mid sized builder which again I was able to learn this business, but when I saw Pulte Homes, it was almost like if I came from a top division two football school and now I'm playing for Notre Dame. Oh wow. <laughs> you know? So it's like, whoa, you know, so there's a lot of tradition. I mean, even here in Chicago, we've been here for about since nineteen sixty six and we haven't left. We haven't left. That's so awesome. so one thing about that is again is is always passing those standards in regards to energy efficiency, even the premium quality. Um, I mean, if you walk into one of our showrooms, a lot of people are like, oh, this is an upgrade. This is an upgrade. I'm like, no, that's actually a standard feature correct it you know, that. That actually comes with your homes uh, they're like wait all quartz in the in the bathrooms yeah of course you know because we're starting to see that that trend we're like hey you know what we can't do the the the, the, the platafina or the portafina kind of style anymore we're kind of elevating that in, in the premium of our homes there so a lot of people are appreciating that
0: love it mm-hmm. and so please share with our audience where can we find you and how can we get more information and score a good deal in a fine product such as yours
6: sure absolutely um, i mean you can go on poltycom um It's going to be our main portal. You can see all our communities. You can check out everything in regards to where you want to move. It literally gives you a map, and you can kind of pinpoint what community you want to go to. And then, you know, you can actually reach one of our new home specialists there.
0: Thank you so much for coming out and supporting our show and enlightening us with all the information that is Pulte Homes. I really appreciate you guys as a builder. I mean, I I had a client this year that bought something brand new construction, and the process was amazing. They have a designer. They have a design room where we actually, like he said, everything's pretty much standard and picked out because someone who's, you know— lived here in the city and then relocated to the suburbs and bought something that was brand new construction. It was pretty overwhelming and scary at times because they didn't know like, what should I pick? What color should I get? Like what finishes of, you know, door cabinetry and all that stuff. And they simplify the process. Have you ever built new?
1: No, I haven't built new, but I've worked with a lot of buyers that actually have bought in the Pulte communities, and they're publicly traded. They've been around for years, and it does uh, allow an opportunity for a buyer to get in on a brand new build without breaking the bank. They They deliver, and it's really good to have Ernie in today.
0: Good stuff. So we're talking about new construction. We're talking about investing in what areas um, you're seeing new construction that really uh, supports the, that new construction pricing. But now we're going to talk to someone who's going to brag. Literally, I think he's brag. coming on the show to brag about his success in the investing no, world. We love just, people it's, who brag. It's Nick. great
7: to be here, though, with all of <laughs> you. It's it's a it's a blessing. I'm very happy and excited to be here. Growing up, WGN Channel Nine was the primary source of news. <laughs> For my family, and, and I'm a National Chicago Cubs fan.
0: Realtors, you know, not and pretending I, to be reporters, great. but, you know, we're <laughs> hanging out.
7: <laughs> you guys are doing wonderful.
0: So, Nick, tell us, for someone who wants to get in the real estate investing game, I mean, we heard from Ryan earlier today, and it's super empowering because she's been there, done that. But you are still in the trenches. You're still
7: 20 years selling.
0: now. 20 years? Yeah,
7: 20 How years. How old
0: were you when you bought your first property?
7: How old was I? I think I was about 20, 21. Mm-hmm. I got into real estate when I was 18. In nineteen ninety nine, so May.
0: you bought because you were a realtor, or you bought because you wanted to invest.
7: You know, probably combination of all of the above, right? I was a, um, you know, I was just somebody looking to do something. I need to get an education in something, so I wanted to place most of my focus in real estate. I, I think it was Forbes Magazine at the time produced a a list of the world's uh, billionaires, right? And and the industry that housed the most billionaires. Uh, back then was real estate and financial services
0: you 're like i 'm going to get myself on that magazine, yeah, so there was really nothing else for me
7: to do, so i I kind of fell into it and i, I it 's all about risk and and you know when I was an eighteen year old kid i couldn 't find anyone to to uh, uh trust me or listen to me or, or have faith in me or or put money into me, so I really had to kind of learn everything myself and 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 it was uh, a lot of failure, a lot of heartbreak, but you know during the times of failure it was it was I learned what not to do and, you know, through perseverance and, and whatnot, I just, I continued to grow real estate funds and I've operated in every aspect of, of real estate.
0: When you say something like someone, uh, no one wanted to invest in you, right? In right. your genius, in your, um, creativity well, you. and what you think that's yeah. going to be profitable because until you make people money, they're not going to respect you. Correct. But the minute you start making people money, they're going to be like, whatever you want, we're going to buy. You just tell me where we should invest. So fast forward you're here now can you tell us about that first property that you bought and why you bought it
7: it was a it was a rental right and I didn't have any money so I went into every bank you could think of
0: Joel denied you
7: (laughs) (laughs) probably (laughs) I went to every major financial institution that you could think of and they all said to me hey kid you know it's not that you have bad credit it's it's the fact that you don't have any credit at all Wow. like like how how you gonna do this and and so I you know through like creative financing and finding people who could trust me and using other people's uh, resources with regards to rehabbing the property, I was able to I was able to put you know a lot of money together and um, I had a successful investment it was a renovation project that I had and, and I just kept going from there.
0: Wow, that's super cool. I love that you share that story because it's all about like if some one door closes, right? Another one will open. And it's so true because you're here and how many properties do you own now? How big is your portfolio?
7: I don't like to really talk oh, about okay. the size of it, it, but you know, it's um it's it's been a, it's been an interesting 20 years of my life. So it, Well, for I,
0: someone who's wanting to start, right? And forgive me for interrupting you. So, let's go back to that number of you're, you're the, not that I want to know how many units you 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 have. I just want to know maybe more so of like when you bought your first one, when did you know it was the right time to buy the next one? And how did you expand it?
7: It was almost right away because being a full-time employee and you're playing in someone else's sandbox, they tell you what to do. and But you still have a check coming to you every two weeks. I didn't have that luxury. So I had to... Make every dollar I could, so I stayed with it. And right away, I started investing and I, and, you know, doing not only re- residential renovations, but I also did a condo complex, I renovated multifamily properties. Um, so and I also was an REO admin- yeah, yeah. I started off in construction actually, uh, doing mostly demolition of structures, heavy equipment operations, scrapping. Uh, metals like copper, aluminum, steel, putting bricks on pallets, selling the pallets. (laughs) And I I did
0: everything I could to make a buck. And Jill, don't you love the fact that we had, you know, Ryan come in and talk about like the more, um, I don't know, strategic aspect of real estate investing where she's really just uh, bossing people around, telling them what to do and having them, you know, basically deliver what she hired them to do you are actually on the opposite side of that where you're getting your hands dirty and you're doing the construction you're managing that
7: yeah i just i learned by
1: doing wow So tell us about Esquire Properties before you go. I want to hear if I'm listening on the show. uh, When do we call you? What's something that we can do with you, please?
7: You know, if you guys ever have a a piece of property that you want to sell or if you're interested in uh, purchasing some real estate, I have a couple of real estate funds I'm trying to dispose of and I'm doing it individually. I'm doing one-off type transactions. So Carlo was actually uh, looking at a property of mine yesterday, I believe it was. Correct. And, um, At eight
0: o'clock or so, working till late. And I got you in there. You did, thank you. Fast, res- it was responsive. He's like, "Are you Carla? We're meeting yeah, tomorrow." Yeah, I'm like, yeah. "Hi, Nick. Can I see your property?"
7: <laughs> yeah, I looked on the email. I saw in the signature line, I'm like, "Are you the same one?" <laughs> Always working, I really love it, and this is what was really great about
1: having so many different types of people on the show. You really do it. you get your hands dirty, you can make money in real estate, and you 're a real proof of that so. yeah
7: what was what was beneficial for me was I, I worked with two major financial institutions and i was I was able to sell properties across the nation uh, in all fifty states, every single msa in, in north america but i what I really found uh, to be my bread and butter was is Chicago, Cook County, and the surrounding uh, counties uh, and I kind of became the the industry expert and a lot of the national players and and, and servicing companies they they lean on me for support and um, you know parallel to that i I was just i was I was so in, intrigued by real estate that I had to acquire my own and there's there's been a lot of people that have helped me over the years um, so i 'm very happy to be in real estate i wouldn 't want to be doing any other business. Tell us where we can find you, please, before you go. Well, you know, it's, it, nowadays on you know, Instagram, social media, I have six, seven different emails. <laughs> uh, Give us one. You, you guys us. are going to find me. I'm, I'm also a, a, a real estate broker with App Properties. Great. I have my real estate license hung with them. Nicholas so, Hansen. Yes, yeah, right. You can find me there. Thank you so much for coming on today. This was great. Yep, thank
1: really you for having me.
0: Thanks, Nick. Um, great stuff, right? I mean, it's been a mm-hmm. long show, and it's just a lot of information. And I think that's part of like what we like to do is just overwhelm you with a lot of information so that we can prove to you how difficult real estate is and the different personalities and how different agents or professionals are elevating the industry. Um, and we want you to demand only the best from the people that you hire to invest with you. Joel, you, uh, oh here we go! Hi, Mrs. <laughs> Borges, as I always mess up her name. <laughs> Hi, Next, Carla. Next, we have uh, Rebecca Borges with Plant Happy, and she's here to share with us. You know, it's the holiday season. Is the Christmas trees, is the Christmas wreaths, and all that good stuff. But literally, how do you live plant happy? Take it away, Rebecca. Thank you, Carla. Hi, Joel. Hi, Tammy. Oh, good to see you. Hello. So, is anybody traveling for the holiday? Yeah. Joel is. I'll be. I'll be in Spain, Las Palmas, so I'll be excited. I can't wait. Awesome. So this is going to be helpful to you.
8: Today I'm going to talk about five tips to help you keep your houseplants alive while you are away. Um, The first tip is an easy one. Water them. (laughs) Saturate them. (laughs) Don't saturate them so much that when you tip them on their side, water is dripping out, but make the soil really wet and then you'll have less worry about them while you're gone. Now, if you're going to be gone for more than a week, you, there's some other things you can do to sort of mitigate their water evaporation and keep your plants moist. You can actually put, like, spang them moss on the top or rocks or other insulating material that'll hold in the moisture. And you can also move them away from the window and just keep them out of direct sunlight, which is going to help dry them up much more quickly. You, my tip two, not as eco-friendly is turn up the heat. And I'm not saying make your place a sauna while you're gone because that's not going to be good for your plants either. But you want to not turn your heat down to 50 because they will have a a possibility that they'll wilt, kind of like what happens when they freeze and we don't want your plants melting. So if you keep your temperature at about 65 degrees while you're gone, they'll still be happy and healthy when you return. Now, my third tip, also a little bit of a no-brainer, is to take them out of direct sunlight. Take them out of the windowsills, bring them into the center of the room, still in a room that has sunlight, but not direct sunlight. By grouping them together, they'll retain moisture together. My fourth tip is hold off on the fertilizer. And you want to do that about a month in advance. So if you haven't done it yet, don't feed them before you go. Don't give them food. Consider it a little bit of a respite for them as well as for you while you're on vacation. And my fifth tip is if you're going for a longer period of time is to have a backup plan. Ask a buddy to take care of your pet, your, be, be your um, surrogate plant parent to your plants while you're <laughs> yeah. away. And otherwise, you can call a company like Plant Happy, and they have clients who go in, and we have we have a team who goes in and, and takes care of your plants while you're gone.
0: Wow, you're like a plant sitter. A plant sitter, <laughs> That's amazing. This is so cool. I love that you say it's a no-brainer. Seriously, I will leave my plants by the windowsill so they could get all the sod and then put a lot of water in there. And that's why I don't have a lot of plants because <laughs> I kill them all. Even like the cactus, I kill. <laughs> oh, Thank you so much and happy holidays so to you. She's so Thanks. festive, right? I
1: like all that we have those tips too, especially if you're going to be gone for a while. It, you invest in your animals. You invest in your plants. You want to make sure that everything that's alive is being well taken care of. She is always a wealth of knowledge. I really love having Rebecca on the show.
0: It's, it's funny because you're talking about pets but then nobody worries about the plants I mean this is genius I loved uh, Rebecca I did too I
2: have one thing I want to mention before we yes. go to our last cast. um Tim Brigham, who is a, another fellow mortgage person that, Joel, I'm sure you know in the industry, is a good friend. He's with Win trust He founded uh, an organization called Superhero Collective uh, several years back. And on this show, we try to highlight people that do really good things for, for humans and for the community. Tonight is their Superhero Collective toy drive. They help terminally ill children. It's going on right now at Bottled Blonde. So if you're in the area and you hear this and you want to swing by 504 North, North Wells Street, have some vodka, give them a gift give them a donation, and help some children that are terminally ill. You can also text the word COLLECTIVE to 44321 to help.
1: I love that. If you want to uh, stop by for some vodka, I mean, that's so perfect. All right. (laughs) So we went from one plant to another. We really want to thank Tony P for all of the guests that he has on. Today we have Dan. How are you?
9: I'm great. How are you?
1: So we were talking about plants before. You have something to talk about that's kind of plant-related. Tell us.
9: The cannabis world.
1: Tell me more.
9: Well, I got into this a few years ago. My wife actually contracted a rare form of cancer back in 2003. They didn't give us much time, so we actually found the benef- medical benefits of cancer of uh, cannabis in the cancer world. Oh, that's so... So I was always in recruiting and executive search for my career, primarily working with Silicon Valley companies and startups. And I, I basically decided to move into the cannabis space after finding... So many benefits from it and it was at the early stages when it wasn't accepted but I found out that it worked well
1: so with the change coming up so I know what we have now right tell the guests we are the people that are listening that we have medical coming up in just a few weeks what's changing
9: well we're going to have uh, commercials so it's, it'll be uh, recreational use starting in January in Illinois and
1: that'll open it up
9: it will open it up I think there will be shortages for the commercial side or the that benefit uh, and it will relay back to medical patients they'll have first benefit
1: and this is going to have an impact on the economy because you are paying taxes this isn't you just calling up carla's buddy to buy some (laughs) weed
0: why is it going to be my friend
9: (laughs) there's
1: going to be some tax involved so the reason that we bring this up is (laughs) that this is actually going to have a good impact on the illinois economy
9: right it should have a good impact on the illinois economy as far as the taxation coming in it should fund schools and other things that the i'm sure our senators and congressman will do
1: are there a couple of companies that you know specifically that you want to give a shout out to or the people that are actually doing it right
9: i think cresco labs is doing it right in illinois i think gti grassroots there's some very good growers here i think Philo is an up-and-coming company that's here in chicago as well that's so phenomenal there are many others but uh those are the ones that i would i would say i love it
0: when you're talking about the cannabis industry and the impact it has on Illinois, um, everybody's saying, "Well, I there's so much opportunity." Like, what is the opportunity for me? Like, what what's what's the big you know buzz about? Like, what can how can I take advantage of this?
9: Well, I think they're looking at people that have been impacted by the cannabis laws that have been either convicted or, or put and incarcerated for it, and they're offering them the first opportunity to grow with, with growers' licenses going forward, and and that should have a great benefit.
0: Yeah. Good stuff. Thank you so much. And so can you give us like one last bit of advice? And I know that this is dear and it's a passion of yours because you did have a health issue that, you know, that sprouted, right? And that's something that you create a passion based on a hardship. And that's, that's something that takes you to the next level of like, uh, promoting it or getting involved. But if I just want to get involved with it, like why you why is it important to me?
9: It's important to me because I would like to see the benefits of cannabis be shown to the, to the world through clinical research. I'd like to see them research the cannabinoids and the, and the terpenes in the drug and, and research different forms of cancer and epilepsy and other diseases that there probably will be useful cures for.
0: How is your wife doing?
9: My wife passed away back in 2017. Sorry she to hear a, that. She had a long extension of her life, and we were thankful for that. Love it. it. And then one last thing. I'm I'm actually part of Green and Shy with Tony, and we put on events. And we're having one on the 7th, which is on jobs, going to be at the Hubbard Inn, and then another one on the 22nd at the Godfrey Hotel.
0: So if someone wants to meet you, learn more about what it is that you're doing in this you know, revolution per se, yes. um, education is key. And I appreciate that you're coming in here and it's not just like, oh, we can make money, we can do this. You're really educated on you know, the levels and levels and layers and layers of this industry. So they can come to this event and meet with you? They can. Uh, how else can they find you? How can we get a hold of you?
9: They can find me at cannabissearchgroup.com uh, on the web.
0: Love it. Thank you so much, Dan, for hanging Thank out with us. Thank you for having me. Guys, it is our rep. I mean, we've had amazing talent and it's just a testament of what we're trying to do. And this, you know, movement we call market overdrive. We're elevating uh your real estate IQ, but we're also increasing the industry standard, right? Because we're letting you know what these top professionals, these industry like top, you know, realtors, as you like to call it, top producers. I don't like the top producer word. I like that realtors or industry people, lenders, inspectors, attorneys that are doing and going above the transaction to create long-term relationships. And that's what you should expect from all of your um, real estate um, you know, professionals.
2: That's true. And we really hope that you learned something today, at least one little piece of advice that you might be able to add to your toolbox.
1: So, guys, remember, Market Overdrive is a biweekly news and entertainment show. We're not reporters. We're actually practicing professionals, and we're out there doing it right now. So you get to see some of the best experts in the industry. And if you have somebody that you want to have on the air next year, email us, marketing at marketoverdrive.com. Again, like us on our Facebook page, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe on our YouTube channel.
0: And if you're looking to sell your property or buy a new one or need to know how to manage your rental property or what are the best uh, tips and advice to you know managing your tenants and what is the market rent that you should be charging or you want to know what the pulse is in your market and how much is your property worth? Is it time to refinance? Is it time to liquidate that asset? Reach out to us. We're here to help you. You can always reach me at Carla at marketoverdrive.com and it's always a pleasure to hang out with you. I am super excited about our sixth year. There's so much to expect. And please follow us, share our information, and let your friends know all about us. And if you want to come on the show, reach out. We're here, and we'd love to host you. Again and again, thank you. And remember, create wealth for your children's children. Good night, and happy holidays.